You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. Another big weekend on the diamond for the Flames and Lady Flames. Plus, this guest today has been begging us to come on the Flame Central Podcast pretty much since it started. Matt Warner told him maybe if you get an NBA contract, well, he just did. Caleb Holmesley joins us next. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Okay, so we're going to get to the Caleb Holmesley interview in just a moment, but the Lady Flames and the Regionals Tournament for the NCAA, and this is a place where the Lady Flames have been before, Rhett, but still a Big opportunity for the Lady Flames. They start off the tournament losing that first game to JMU, but double elimination, and they raise some eyebrows the rest of the way through. Yeah, they did a great job, and I think when you look at their pod in regionals, I think they probably were in the strongest pod going. Mm. Like You look at JMU now, knowing that they advanced on, and I know I still you stand by... You were hating oh, on, on JMU. I, and was, I was, yeah. but I stand by my comment. They, ha- they did have a really easy schedule, cupcake schedule, if you will. But they do have a stud pitcher, and yeah. I think she probably is the hidden gem in the nation. Like the way she was throwing, mm-hmm. you throw in the seventies like that as consistently as she did. That's like a guy going out throwing in the the mid nineties for like four games yeah. in a row over the course of two or three days. So she did an amazing job. Hats off to her. But I think it was a really successful weekend for the Flames. Even though you want to move on, you see, you know, Savannah Chanel come back after a tough day versus JMU, rock a grand slam versus Tennessee. So there's a lot of the younger parts for Liberty that got some great experience uh, throughout all of this. Keeney getting to pitch, Wagner getting to pitch, and like you said, the the young bats getting an opportunity. So this is a a step forward for them, especially with the Bishop Twins moving on. Yeah, and you just love the fight. Yeah. Right, and, yeah. and you expect nothing less from a Dot Richardson team, and just what this the culture that team is about. You lose a heartbreaker. Yeah. I mean, ten innings, it could have gone either way in that JMU game. And you had the bases loaded in that game. You right. had a couple chances where you could have taken that game. And so you're like, man, do you bounce back from that, or are you thinking so much about that you, you kind of get lost and you lose the next game? But yeah. they put it to Eastern Kentucky, which, by the way, I also like that because that's kind of a preview of hey. You want to come see us every year in the A-Sun? Right. Here's what you're going to get. Yeah. So, so you put them in their place. Then you beat Tennessee. And finally, for the last collegiate bat for Amber Bishop that's to funny. be a home run, like that's just perfect. Yeah, that's And you, you hate that you lose there, JMU, to wrap it up. But that was that was perfect for her to go out that yeah. way. And Tennessee was, what, ranked fourth in the nation? Uh, 14th. I think they were ninth, weren't they? Yeah, I think they were ninth. Oh, okay. Yeah, so ninth. another top 10 win for your program. And I think Liberty showed well against, like, you beat Arkansas, who was six, I believe, going in. You beat Tennessee, who was ninth. Yeah. So a lot of good wins this season. A great season for the Lady Flames. Just really proud of all of the that those girls accomplished. Um, so like we said, we have Caleb Holmesley in the studio. So we want to get to our interview with him. Take a listen. Okay, finally, we have made room in our Flame Central podcast schedule. I mean, this guest has been calling, texting, emailing. Borderline harassing. Sliding in the DMs. Man, why can't I get on the Flame Central podcast? Calling us out publicly. Did we have Coach McKay twice on on the show? It started probably when we had Mayo and Georgie on. Yeah, is yeah. that when when you started being like, okay, we need to do something? I was pretty confused. It is... NBA signee Caleb Holmesley, it is so great to have you on the show. 
It's been a busy last couple days for you. Been a little crazy. Yeah. Well, welcome. We're so glad that you're joining us. You know, in reality, we wanted Caleb on all along. Before he's a tough man to you know, track don't down. Tell, yeah. Don't tell Mayo and Georgia yeah. this, but we wanted you before yeah. them. The oh. schedule conflicts. <laughs> no, you. we're kidding. Um. So some big news. Mm. I don't know if you want to share with Flames Nation who hasn't heard, yeah. but big contract with mm. uh you and the Washington Wizards. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I was at the house just continuing to work out. Um, I was actually telling Steven that I have this thing on my phone that says stay the course. That's my lock screen. Um, And I had changed it probably about two weeks ago. And I kept looking at it every morning. I'd wake up and it would just motivate me to go work out just in case something was going to come about. Um, And so, you know me, like I always want to work out. I always want to stay ready instead of have to get ready. Um, And then Alex McLean. Uh, gave me a phone call, which he used to coach. Yeah. We're, we're real close. He's one of our mentors. We had a little conversation. Wasn't really much. And then my agent called me and told me the news. So it was kind of lit up my day. Um, and it was probably one of the best days for real that, that, that I've had so far. So it was one of those exciting moments. You played in the G League with mm-hmm. them. Did you get a sense then like something could be coming? Like what? How did they leave that? Was it yeah. like, hey, we'll be in touch? Like what did you know coming out of that experience? Yeah. So you have you have meetings after. Um, like exit meetings, of course. Um, tell me what you need to improve on and what you've done uh, so far and what you've done good. So it was all positive for me. There was obviously things that, that I need to work on, but it wasn't one of those like, oh, well, we'll be calling you then or we'll yeah. be calling you now. It just kind of you know, came about. So for me, it was just one of those days where it was my day, I guess. <laughs> That's <laughs> I guess so. so fun. What great news. I haven't had great news well, like that. It's not about you right around. now. It's not about you. <laughs> yeah, this is about It never Caleb is right around now. here, yeah, Caleb. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. You hear young guys going into play professionally, mm-hmm. G League, NBA, and you always hear, okay, there's defensive deficiencies. Yeah. They don't know how to play defense. But do you feel like being under Coach McKay, pack yeah. line, just where it's defense, 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 that gives you a, an advantage on others? Yeah, it definitely gives you a different mindset. Like going in, you know that that if you want to be on the court, you got to play defense. And that's how it is at Liberty. And the same thing for the pros. If, if you don't play defense, unless you're a superstar or, or one of those guys that is a go-to guy, you got to play a role. Yeah. If you can fit into the role and, and do it as fast as you can, it, it, it gains to your advantage. How long do you think it took you to adjust to the NBA game yeah. from the college game? Was that... You know. Yeah, I think my first training camp when I went with the Wizards um, last summer, it was definitely a challenge just because I was so used to everything for five years here. Mm-hmm. So when I'm going in there, I have the almost the same mindset as yeah. I've had for five years. And also just on edge. It's my first training camp. I'm not trying to mess up. and I'm just trying to kind of go with the flow motion and everything like that. It happened when I got to the G League about, honestly, like seven to eight games in. Really? I, yeah, like I played some games, played some games, had some good games to start bad games and then I started piecing things together when I was able to watch film sit down with the Wizards coach that they sent with me and sent with us uh, our Wizards group that was there and just started to understand everything that was going on the terminology where I was supposed to be because because really in the NBA defense is almost the same you you, there's rotations you know where you're supposed to be they're just different terms so when you learn the terms it becomes kind of second nature and so it was just like here at Liberty, learning the terms, it becomes second nature and you kind of adjust to it. So I would say it took me about then. We only played 16 games. Right. Mm-hmm. So like people remember. Halfway through, you're like, oh, I get it. People don't remember <laughs> yeah. like it take, like there's 50 games in a regular G League season. So it was mm-hmm. just a short sample size. And I still have a whole lot more to learn, a whole lot more to grow and everything like that. But I, I feel like I was able to pick up on things a little bit quicker. And that had something to do with the coaches and the coaching staff that was there. You talk about that, that first camp you had with the mm-hmm. Wizards. What's that like walking in and seeing guys that you've been watching on TV yeah. your whole life? Hey, hey, 
There's Russell Westbrook. There's yeah. Bradley Beal. There's Garrison Matthews. No, mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> but, hey, but did you, and by the way, we were talking before. I mean, what kind of conversations do you do you kind yeah. of remind Garrison did you, from time to time? Like, nah, hey, you, you know, so Alex now, but you still kind of let him know a little. Yeah, bit. Alex is one of those guys. You know, he's real competitive, so he yeah. he brought it up a couple of times. But no, nah, me and Garrison are actually real close. We talked to each other. Uh, he you know retweeted everything that was going out, shoot me a text. So that was pretty nice of him. But walking into training camp for me, it was it was surreal because it was almost like this is the next step in my profession. Like this is yeah. what I this is what I trained for. This is why I'm here. Um, and you gotta in the NBA, like you gotta you gotta tell yourself that you belong or you won't. Yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta know that. You know what I mean? So for me being there, I knew I was there for a reason. So seeing those guys, it was pretty cool though. It definitely was like you watch them on TV, watch them score fifty, Westbrook get triple doubles, and so yeah. when you finally get to see him, but also how he works, like it's it's second to none. Him yeah. and Brad is ridiculous. Did you get a nickname yet or anything like that no, from last training camp? No, oh, okay. Give me a nickname. Nah, that'll, that'll be coming <laughs> I do know that. We'll ask that next year. Yeah, yeah. No. What about a piece of advice, you know, or no. any of those vets like sitting here saying, hey, Caleb Holmesley, if you want to not only make it in the NBA, but stay in the yeah. NBA, you need to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, it's just, it's really all about learning. Like, you don't want to talk too much. You want to, you know, soak everything in as you can, but also try to be a vocal leader at, at, when you're a rookie. Like, the more you talk to guys, the more you encourage guys. Like one person, Anthony Gill, that played yep. for Virginia. Yep. If you see him on the court and, and on the bench, he's the same exact person. He might not play for three months and then get in a game and, and have a really good game because he's been positive the whole entire time. Never had a bad day. He's yep. always been talking, encouraging, and things like that. So for me, I'm taking that from him and trying to implement that and in, in going into what I'm going in. Did you have – between the end of the G League season and this, did you have those days where you're like, man, I don't know what's going to happen? Like, yeah. Did you have those doubts that you had to work through? How did you try to work through those things to every make day. sure you were ready? It was every day. Like It's, it's never going to be easy. It's a, it was an everyday constant battle of, okay, if I'm working today, working tomorrow, is this thing going to come? But for me, it's always been about the process. I've yeah. had two knee surgeries that set me back, yeah. and it made me to be about the process. And I think I keep bringing up Alex McLean, but he's he's so close to me that that's what he's on as well. Like It's all about the process. It's not where you started. It's where you finished. So for me, that whole time was just starting. I was just starting, 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 starting. Yeah, got what I you know what I wanted, what I what I need to do to get in, and then it starts again. Then there's a whole new process. I was gonna say you talk about Alex. How beneficial has that been? Yeah, a guy that there's not a guy in the league that knows you personally or yeah. your game probably better than it. He was yeah. on this staff when you mm-hmm. were here, and now you know with the Wizards. How much of a benefit has that been? To you, mm-hmm. having someone like that—that's now nah, I'm sure he's in your corner yeah. certainly, but he also can tell folks there in Washington, like, hey, we need, yeah. we want this guy. This is the right kind of guy for yeah, us. Yeah, Alex is a good guy. You know, we we have serious talks, we have funny talks, we sit down and joke. But for me and him, it goes deeper than basketball. So we talk about everything. But if I ever have a problem with basketball, or I want him to tell me what, yeah. what's going on, like that's what that's what the process is all about. You want to know what you need to fix. And he does a good job at that. He'll tell me my weaknesses and we'll work on that. You know, going back to some of the doubts you had to work through Mm -hmm. at the G League level, you know, I feel like that's one of the most difficult parts about transitioning from the college game to the NBA because so many guys in college, you're used to being, you know, the superstar and growing up as the best player. And then when you're trying to make it into the NBA, it's just this whole nother level, Mm -hmm. right? That a lot of times you need more mental strength Mm -hmm. than 
well, I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Then the physical side of the Mm -hmm. game, right? Because you have to work through those mental struggles of making yourself know that you do believe or you do belong Mm -hmm. at that level. Um, Do you think that that's just going to continue even though you have this contract? Is that still like, what are some of the mentors that you have Mm -hmm. in order to continue that mental stability? Yeah, it's an everyday thing for me. Like it's, it's been like that. Like I said, since my surgeries, it's every day that there's a new goal. Like you don't ever want to stop having goals once you reach your destination or what you thought was a goal. So now you just make more goals. So for me, there's more goals that are that are going to, you know, try to be made. So and also the, the the mental part of it is everything. Like when I tell you in the bubble, exactly, especially there was no one to talk to. You Gosh, were by yourself. How tough was that? It was hard. Like yeah. you were by yourself. You could have a bad game. Go back to the hotel or whatever. Nothing don't to see, do. You don't see your coaches, don't see your your teammates. So it's just like Man. you're in there. You're just yeah. talking to yourself or <laughs> on, on the phone to yeah. people like, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And so, you know what I mean? Like, that's why you have to have those people in your corner telling you, yeah. you know, talking to you. So the the G League level, especially in the bubble, was, was difficult for sure. Now that you've signed the contract, have you had any time to reflect yet just about like God's faithfulness over the past five, yeah. six years? Just thinking, like I said, come to Liberty. Mm-hmm. Two knee surgeries, which was obviously extremely tough. But now, not that it, you're at the end of the road, but yeah. you're at a place that you want to be and move forward from. Have you thought about just your journey with the Lord through all this? Yeah, it can only be God. Like mm-hmm. that's how I see it. There's, it's only one way. Like I've, I didn't even think out when Liberty offered me, it was no shot I was coming here. So for me, the fact that there was no shot that I was coming here and I end up being here for five years is ridiculous to me. And then, like you said, the setbacks that I've had. And he's still been with me through all this time. And then out of nowhere, this this pops up. Like yeah. it, it doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. So it has to be him. And, and I'm thankful for that. How much has Liberty meant to you through this process? Now, I know while you were here, yeah. but even now moving forward, how much has Liberty continued to help you? I know this coaching staff, mm-hmm. teammates, how much have they continued to help you from the time you were here yeah. until this point? A whole lot. Every time I come back, McKay wants to work me out. Coach Hen wants to work me out. Players bring me in, call me when there's pickup. Because, you know, it was a down period where I could just come and go, come yeah. and go. So every time I was in town, they incorporated me in everything they do. I like to go out to lunch with Darius, Dave, Stewart, even the managers. Like yeah, yeah. Shane, I still incorporate them in, in the things that I do. So just the relationships that I built while I was here. I it, love how you, you know, did you still watch these games mm-hmm. and not only just basketball, yeah. but you're still so involved in the athletics. One of my favorites were when you you called out Coach McKay whispering in Darius mm-hmm. McGee's ear after he hit that yeah. corner three. It's just so cool that you're not like big league in us. No, no way. No <laughs> way. But I will say this. Dave Stewart's going to be making you buy those lunches now. No, I for think, sure. I, think you, I bought, I bought a couple of yeah, Dave's lunches have, in the past yeah, couple of months. You have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. All right, so what's what's next? Mm-hmm. What what does it look like for you now moving forward the next month, yeah. couple of months? What does that yeah. look like? Yeah, so when they finish playoffs, they'll go on their offseason or whatever, and I will be – because right now I'm not joining the team. Right. So they're going through playoffs, whatever, finish all that. I'm going to move up to D.C. and just train with them for the summer, summer league, training camp, and then so on and so forth. Nice. So you do think you'll be playing summer league? So. Yeah, I'll definitely be in – I think summer league will be in August. Okay. And then training camp is in October is what they've been kind of talking about, so – Man, you could not have been in a like it says sounds bad like just with the way everything was in the world yeah. like there may not have been a worse time mm-hmm. for all of for you to make try to make no, the jump you know what I mean no pre draft right house, no you couldn't be in people's gyms no summer league like 
Summer League helps people out tremendously. Yeah. You so play for two weeks. This is huge, man. This yeah. is a huge deal. And I know All Liberty is super fired up for you. The reaction when everybody saw that. Like, I just got on Twitter, you know, whatever. And I'm like, wait, like, like what? Like, what Crazy. is it? I see you. I think Rhett retweeted it or something. Yeah. But, man, we are all so excited for you. And, man, hope that you have, like, a lot of success moving yeah, forward. And you. the best part is... You're just right up the road. Yeah. Like it's like a Liberty takeover in Washington right now. You know, know. you up there, AGG, just up the road. Hopefully we have a third one. Yeah, it could be a third one down the line. You never know. Never know. I like that plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going to be having to get up to some Wizards games. For Do sure. you miss school? Is it is it tough just having to focus on basketball? Yeah. That's no. actually it. <laughs> this is one thing. I, not, yeah. I do not miss the classwork. But the one thing I do miss is like, road trips yeah. everything that you get with that and you know like so now I'm scheduling my own flights my own hotels yeah. like yeah. stuff like that it's just oh like, life is so tough no no no, no but I'm like, kidding. But like <laughs> just yeah. being able to go places with the same team all the time because the NBA level is more of a business like you right. gotta be professional about everything you gotta know you know what I mean people yeah. have families you don't just hang out and stuff like that so here at school you can hang out all night it doesn't matter you know what, <laughs> what I mean like do you feel like in some ways you're – I know you're not the first guy from Liberty to yeah. go and play professionally or have a shot at the NBA or sign NBA deal, but it's a first in a long time. Yeah. Do you feel like you're kind of a – I don't know if a pioneer is the right word, but you can look back to those guys that are on the roster now or guys that come up later and say, hey, I did it. Mm-hmm. You guys you guys can do this too. Yeah, I think so. I think for me it's just more of inspiring people. Like I don't play basketball just for myself. Like I play for other people, the people that's had injuries, the people that look up to me if they're young or even older and, yeah. and they're done, their career's over, but now they just work regular jobs, but they check in on me. That's why I play basketball. So for me being able to do this, I just want to show people that it's possible. Like no one really thought that I was going to do it with my knee yeah. surgeries and no pre-draft, no summer league, 15 games in the G League and then being able to do this. That's awesome. It's it's just so cool. You're a humble guy, and I know this is probably going to put you on the spot a little yeah. bit. But have you ever taken time to think about, you go back to Mississippi State, mm. the three you hit, in my opinion, changed the trajectory of Liberty basketball. Mm. Because that shot really put the flames on the map. Like, you you knocked them down. The Cinderella story begins for a time. And it's like, boom, like, all of a sudden, you look at now the recruitment classes. Liberty's getting like Crazy. a spell, you know, from that was looking like Cincinnati. And then mm-hmm. he comes to Liberty. I feel like a lot of that came down to that shot, like that mm. moment that you were able to just display your talent in. Do you ever yeah. feel like, I know that you're not going to say I'm the reason Liberty's been no, successful, yeah. but do you ever look back at your time in a Liberty uniform and the history that you guys have been able to make and say, yeah, we we put the school on a different path? Yeah, I think God put us in that position just for what you said. Like I think it was a, a time where Liberty was taking a turn, and I think that was just the, the moment right there where it was like we really are here, we really can do it, just for all athletics, honestly, like, the fact that we went in there in March Madness and won like that and how we did it, it just kind of put Liberty a little bit more on the map. And then now the football team is successful yeah. with two Cure Bowl wins yeah. in a row. Like the fact that all that is happening. And then for basketball, I think honestly, like the whole team that that season, like we never thought we were going to lose a game. Every single place we stepped in, we thought we yeah. were going to win. Like it didn't matter if we lost. We were like, all right, we're going to win the next game. Yeah. Like that was how we had that next play mentality the whole entire season. So well, I remember we were down 10 with like five minutes left. Yeah. We go into the timeout and everybody's like looking around. And I just remember Bell saying, we're good. We're going to win the game. And we came back out and all of a sudden I blacked out. I remember that. <laughs> I remember nothing after that. I remember anything after that. But yeah. That's awesome. Um, do you have any funny stories that you can tell us in this short time in the G League? Uh, not only. I mean, really like the the one thing that was funny to me was like we couldn't do anything like. 
there was like restriction. That places. does not sound funny to me yeah. at all. That actually sounds fun- miserable. It was funny because think about it. You're yeah. at Disney, but you can't do anything. <laughs> so That's like, yeah. so like yeah. they like put cornhole up, ping pong up. Like we wanted to play. No, we wanted to go to Disney. Like, yeah. Me, yeah. I, I ain't been Disney since I was like eight or nine. Yeah. So for me, I was like, oh yeah, like we're going, when they first said it, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be able to walk the park. Like. Everything like that? No. No. You were in the room. You wanted those, probably those teacups. Yeah. Yeah. The whole deal. (laughs) I mean, another funny thing, another funny thing. So when we first got there, we had to be quarantined for four days. As soon as we got there. Yeah. Couldn't leave your room. So everybody was doing basketball workouts in the room. So you just heard a thousand balls dribbling at one time. Like everybody would have workouts. It didn't matter what time it was. Somebody was working out. So the ball was dribbling constantly. Well, hopefully it wasn't all carpet. No, the, it was all hardwood. <laughs> the, the, all the floor was hardwood, so you just heard it constantly, constantly. People, like our trainers, I don't think the ball would bounce very well on carpet either. No, our <laughs> trainers had us doing closeouts in the room. Like, man, it was oh, crazy. Man. what it was a crazy. unique situation! Leave that all behind. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Leave that all. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys still have a group chat from that? Uh, you know, the Mayo mm-hmm. and Georgie. Yeah. Yeah, you guys still, still have that have, going. We have Snapchats. We got uh, oh boy, Instagram. We got a whole bunch of group chats. But what's crazy is I still got a group chat with the people in the G League. Oh, really? Like, our team was so close, it was crazy. It was We were split teams with the Pelicans and the Wizards, and we just got close out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, everybody, yeah. like, honestly, my favorite person on that team was Jordan Bell that played, yeah, yeah. won a championship. Yeah. With the most humble dude I've ever met in my life for what he's done. Like, he's won a championship with the Warriors yeah. on the best team. Most humble guy I've ever met in my life. Like, he was just there talking about, I just want to have fun. Like, <laughs> this is, you know what I mean? Like, this is fun to me. Playing basketball doesn't matter what level it's at. And I admired that. Like, that made me want to say, on my bad days, yeah. Jordan Bell was the one to look at. Mm. Mm, that's cool. That's really neat. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully, yep. you continue this humbleness and, mm. and don't get too big for us Flame no. Central podcasters. <laughs> Never Never and yeah, be careful because I know Matt Warner's and Rhett McGibbon are going to be, you know, driving up to DC trying well, to get Wizards. We, we, tickets yeah, we need to start getting some Wizards. Yeah, today, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For up. sure. Well, thank you again, thank Kayla. You, Best of it. luck to you, and we'll continue to to follow your success Ooh, for you. sure. I appreciate it. What a great conversation with Caleb Holmesley. Excited to see what he does with the Wizards through Summer yeah. League and hopefully on that opening uh, roster uh, come next season. Okay, so Matt, the Flames were also on the diamond this weekend in the A-Sun quarterfinals. Took down Bellarmine, so we'll see them advance. Yeah, yeah, a couple of kind of weird games against Bellarmine, but they, they get both wins, uh, especially uh, on Saturday, a bizarre 10-run inning that helped do that. So now they move on to the Final Four. Now, they're going to take on... Jacksonville on Thursday. Uh, Jacksonville was not supposed to be here. Jacksonville was <laughs> downright awful all year long. In fact, just based on their conference record, worst in the conference. They were three and fifteen. Wow. Now they were preseason picked fifth, but they were three and fifteen. So really bizarre. They had their deciding game against the top seed in the South FGCU uh, on Sunday. They won it seventeen to one. So Did they score all the runs in one inning too. No, no. they spread it out. It was basically almost every inning, but. You, you kind of feel like a little scary with a team like that. They probably feel like they're a team of destiny almost. Yeah. But the Flames will play uh, Thursday, 11 o'clock is when they kick off the final four down in Florida. So keep an eye on that game and we'll be keeping an eye on it as well. Yeah, cool. All right, Matt is going on the road to get some really good stories yeah. for us. Maybe some coverage of Malik Willis. So we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Everyone, hope you have a safe Memorial Day weekend. We will be on the podcast. It might be a day late because, you know, Matt and We got a barbecue. Yeah. yeah, you got a barbecue on that Monday. So catch us next week on Tuesday for the Flame Central podcast. We'll see you then.